0: You have your Bibles tonight, the book of John chapter number 14, John chapter 14, and uh, tonight I'm going to be preaching those that maybe if you are not or uh, uh, not able to be with us on Wednesday night, some, for some folks, I know it's work schedules or different things, but we're going to be preaching here actually out of, out of our sermon series On Wednesday nights, we preach a a sermon series, As the Lord Leads, and we've been preaching on biblical foundations, and uh, we have been preaching here on the baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost, and uh, we have been uh, spending the last few weeks outside of the week of Kids' Crusade uh, talking about the promise, amen, the promise of the Spirit, and uh, so tonight... Uh, we're going to be preaching uh, in regards to to this, and actually, it is a concluding message here uh, on the promise of the Spirit. And uh, then we're going to be dealing with uh, some other uh, parts here, Amen, of the Holy Ghost. I was been sharing with the church on Wednesdays. We're going to be dealing. We've been preaching on the promise, we're going to be dealing with the person of the Holy Ghost, the purpose of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost. And so we're going to be looking at these things, but stand with me if you will as we get ready to read this scripture tonight. John 14, and we're going to read verses 16 through 18 And uh, then here, after reading this, I'm going to read uh, our central text, if you will, out of Joel. This is what we've read for a couple of weeks in regards to this, And, and then we're going to here get into the word of the Lord tonight. But John 14, starting at verse 16, if you're there with me, would you say amen? Jesus speaking, he says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Uh, And notice in the scripture, that's comforter with a capital C. All right? When we see that uh, capitalization of that, if it's spirit, if it's comforter, uh, this is in reference to the Holy Ghost. I will give you another comforter that he may abide with you. How long? Forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. In Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, you don't necessarily have to turn there, but this has been our central text for a couple of, uh, uh, of Wednesdays and preaching out of this uh, context here. But the prophet Joel said, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy... Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit, amen. And one of the things that we've been driving home, one of the things that we've been preaching about is the fact here out of Joel, we find where God is speaking through Joel the prophet, And he here begins to declare what the Lord says when he says, I will and we have been preaching upon the lines of the fact that any time that God says something it is a promise his word whether he says he will or whether he says he won't his word is a promise and with the promises that God makes we know the word of God tells us in him there is no variableness what does that mean he's not in the business of changing his mind changing his tone he's not in the business of, well, it's a Monday, so I can't help them. I'm on vacation. Well, it's this, it's that. No, no. What God says he'll do, that's what he's going to do. There is no shadow of turning. And then in the text we read tonight, I want you to catch the phrase that Jesus starts with. He says, and I will pray the Father. I will pray the Father that he shall give you another Comforter, Amen. And so tonight we're going to be preaching here again on the promise. But we have been preaching. We have preached on the fact the promise is eternal. And the promise is enduring. And tonight we're going to preach on that that the promise is endorsed. Amen. It is endorsed. And we'll be looking at that. What does that mean? But let's pray together tonight. Father, we thank you once again for your faithfulness. We thank you for your people your presence, your word. I ask tonight that you would anoint. I pray that you would touch. I ask oh God that you would open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive and understand as we break the bread of life together. We thank you Lord. We thank you. You love us so much you die for us. Oh you'd, you'd come to live again, to resurrect for us. But Lord that not only have you died and have you risen again but we're so glad for the Holy Ghost. We're thankful Thankful tonight for the comforter. The comforter has come. The comforter that gives us strength and power in these days, in this time. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Anoint, I pray, our hearts and ears, my mind and lips. We'll give you praise for what you'll do. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. If I may hear in preaching this, and I know that there are some you're not with us on Wednesdays. I would encourage you. There is uh, uh, several platforms that you can go and you can listen to the preaching uh, through podcasts through different uh, social media platforms you can go to our Facebook page and go to our Wednesday nights and hear this sermon series I would encourage you to do so not for my ego not because I'm saying you ought to hear Jacob Smith but I think you ought to hear what the word of God is being said what's being preached and listen to these biblical facts. Foundations that are being preached on. We have been saying in the course of this sermon series of the fact that if there's ever been a time where we need the truth more than ever, we've always needed it, but we need it now, friends. I want to tell you. I just want to. I want to interject something here for you tonight. If there's ever a time that we're walking closely with God, if there's ever a time where we embrace and hold on to truth, I. I just want to tell you, uh, many of you probably are already aware. Oh, but here over the last couple of days, Israel has come under attack. They are in the middle. As a matter of fact, there was an article I read today. And Prime Minister Netanyahu, he had made the uh, statement and made the declaration, a formal declaration that they were at war. And so I'm telling you, friends, when things begin to happen, with God's people the Israelites and things begin to happen over there you'd better set up you'd better pay attention you'd better take notice I want to remind the church again tonight that Jesus is coming I want to remind you tonight that he's coming soon I want to tell the church tonight you ought to be rapture ready I believe that I believe that truly he is even at the door. Some would say, well, Brother Jake, don't be, don't be talking about them things or preaching along those lines. It makes me nervous when people start talking into the world and talking about apocalypse and talking about those things coming to pass. Can I tell you tonight that for the believer, that's something that at the end of the day, it does not have to be a worry to the child of God. All oh, those of us that have been washed, In the blood, those of us, amen, that know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, can I tell you tonight that in spite of the hardships, in spite of the wickedness, in spite of the things that are going on, this is one reason why Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send the comfort, amen, to testify the truth of God's word. Hallelujah, Brother Jake, do you know? what all's gonna happen no I don't know it all I'm not a prophet but I do know this it's at the end of the book we win in this saying, I believe Christ is soon to come I believe that there is a way of escape for God's people and it is through Christ Jesus hallelujah oh and I want to tell you tonight Now's time. Now's time to live ready. Be ready. Amen. Walk with God. I want to remind you, friends, all the things, all the things, and I emphasize the word things. They're just things. They're temporary. You hear me? Listen, I know we got responsibilities. I know we got things to take care of and things to do. But I'm going to tell you something. When we start looking at things in light of eternity. They sure lose their appeal. They sure lose their luster. Amen. I want to make heaven. I want you to make heaven. And so friends get your priorities in order. Oh get your house in order. Understand. Hear this preacher. Well brother Jake we've heard it a hundred years. Well. And you, and if he tarries another hundred, you'll hear it a hundred more years. But here's what I do know. Is that when we're talking about the promise. Brother Josh, the promise was not just the promise of the Holy Ghost. But the promise also is, Jesus said, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself. Hallelujah. And so I want to remind you tonight, we need to be in that place, in that frame of mind. We need to be prepared. Hallelujah. And this course of preaching, in this course of time, like I said, we need truth. We need truth more than ever before. Truth, we know uh, it is that which sets us free. Truth is the most valuable possession that we can have and hold on to. We understand tonight that as we look at the Word of God and we've been looking at these things that we've been preaching about, uh, I want you to understand again, and I'll say it again and again and again, uh, that we look at God's word because you can only be as spiritual as you are scriptural and so therefore I don't care I don't care what uh, what I's you dot and T's you cross how religious you are I don't care all the, all the boxes that you can check and say well I do this and I do that and this makes me spiritual and this makes me closer to God and because of this it's my credentials amen for my spirituality, friends, I want to remind you, uh, your spirituality better line up with the B-I-B-L-E, amen, uh, it's still the book for me, uh, I stand upon the word of God, uh, the B-I-B-L-E, hallelujah, oh, there's, uh, uh, there's all kinds of things that are going around us, uh, all kinds of things that are going on, but we've been looking at the promise, uh, the promise that has come, the promise, amen as to which God has said, this is what I will do. He said, I will pour out of my spirit. We were talking of the fact that his promises are eternal. Amen. From the very beginning to the very end of the world, I want you to understand that you can take... God at his word every promise that he has decreed and declared and what he says belongs unto us you can mark it down brother dies that means it is for you and I to grab a hold of it is for the taking it is for us sister Sheila to build our lives upon because it is eternal there might be somebody tell you maybe you don't qualify here there or yonder there might be somebody to say well you got to do A, B, C or D. There's somebody or there's some demon or devil who would try to tell somebody tonight that maybe your past, maybe your current present situation, your struggle, your flesh, your faults, your failures is too much for God. But I want to remind somebody in this house you're not too much for God. Oh but God is just enough for you. God is just enough for your situation. God is just enough for your place, no matter how big, bad, or ugly, because His promises are eternal. Amen. The Word of God said, Let all men be liars, but let God be true. Oh, I want to declare and remind Victory Temple tonight that we hold fast to the promise and we have the promise of the Spirit. How are we going to overcome wickedness in this day and time? How are we? I preach this morning gonna have victory over the Viper I'll tell you how it's not by your mind nor by your power but it is by the Spirit of the Lord I want to tell the church tonight now is a time it's high time that we walk in a spirit filled spirit empowered life and mindset and a heart that we are following after God oh we're wage and war the enemy is rising the tide is coming up. We see all the things that are going on around us. But that promise is eternal. That promise is enduring. We were saying last Wednesday night of the fact, amen, it is enduring. The word of God said, here in Joel, he said, I will pour it out upon all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters. And he uses the term old men and young men. And what that means, not just in The literal sense for our children and for the young and the old, we find the Holy Ghost, much like salvation, it is for a whosoever, whosoever first would accept Christ and Him crucified. Oh, I know there's doctrines out there that tell you, in order to be saved, you gotta be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell and set the record straight once again. We've been preaching on this is that salvation comes only by the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ and him crucified. That's why he went to Calvary. But friends, can I tell you tonight, we have this blessed promise of a subsequent experience. I want to tell you tonight, salvation is not the end-all be-all. It is not the hierarchy level to say, well, I've done this. I've arrived but friends there is a higher plane that I have found Lord plant my feet on higher ground as I step into the spirit as I accept the promise of the father oh church can I tell you there are some that the preaching on the promise of the Holy Ghost it makes some nervous some would say is it necessary some would say well it's just optional I ain't got to have it to make it to heaven. Friends I want to tell you I want him in my life so that I can fight the wiles of the devil so that I can crucify the flesh I don't want to go to heaven without him. Oh baptize us afresh and anew in the spirit of God and may we be recipients It's an enduring promise, not only for our children, not only for the young and the old, but that term also speaks, Brother Ringo, of generations. It endures to generations. It is a promise that goes, amen from all the way back into the upper room when the Holy Ghost fell in that house and the 120 that were gathered there, amen, and they were baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as cloven tongues of fire visibly rested upon their head. The crowds that were gathered round in Jerusalem that day for the Feast of Pentecost as they stood in amazement as there was different tongues And tribes and nationalities that were there as they stood around and they say, aren't these Galileans? Aren't these unlearned men? But we hear them speaking the wondrous works of God in our language, in our tongue. And then some rose up and said, oh no, said they're just drunk on wine. They've been up there. They got a hold of something in the wine cellar. They got a hold of something. They just have themselves a good old time and Peter came out of the upper room he went into that place he was grappling with the fact that he had denied Jesus grappling with the fact that he had feeling like he let the Lord down but he remembered the words of Christ that he said Peter he said Satan wants to sift you like wheat but I have prayed for you that your faith would fail not he went into that upper room wounded and wore out like a Meek little lamb. Oh, but Brother Hemp Hill, he stepped out of the porch of that upper room full of the Holy Ghost and power. He had received the promise of the Father and he stood that day and preached to 3,000 and said, These men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah, it's the promise that has endured from that time when God spoke it. When God said that he would and he said we are recipients of it today. And now today I'm 43 years old. But at 16, Sister Morgan in South Roxana Assembly of God. In that little Pentecostal church founded by Charlie 20. I stood on the left side of that building at 16. And I lifted my hands. And Sister Shannon, that night I was gloriously baptized in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I remember in that same revival two nights before. Before, my mom sat about in this pew right here, about three rows from the front. And that night in that altar service, women gathered around her, and she was there praying. And in that in that revival service, God had. Baptized my mother in the Holy Ghost two nights later, I was there in that place, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Uncle Danny, while the little Smith boys were just little Smith boys coming up under Pop Paul bunk in those full gospel independent Pentecostal churches, and the glory of God would rest in them meetings, and the glory of God the same promise that endures through all generations it showed up Sister Brenda at a campground called Camp Victory back at a time when my father-in-law was running from God and he meandered into Camp Victory drunker than Cooter Brown and he stood there and when he walked in the campground the Holy Ghost the promise was still permeating the atmosphere and he was in that atmosphere and somebody walked up to him and said Jerry are you tired of running and he said yes and tears ran down his face and his testimony was that Camp Victory the promise showed up to convict and draw a backslid preacher's kid and that night he cried out that alcohol God delivered and saved him and set him free and then you fast forward throughout the generations his daughter as a teenage girl said to Carolyn baptized in the precious power of the Holy Ghost and then you go to just a week ago on a Tuesday night when the evangelist was preaching on marriage my daughter said I didn't think the message was for me she said he's preaching about marriage she said but there as folks began to pray with her in the altar she said daddy she said I lifted my hands and she said they began to sing I surrender all and she said when I was worshiping she said I tried to say I love you Jesus but it wouldn't come out in English it came out sounding like something in Spanish she said God filled me with the Holy Ghost I just told you about three generations where the promise of God is still moving. He's still blessing. He's enduring. Hallelujah. He's enduring the promise. It endures. Whoa. You hear me? Paul, Paul, God rest his soul. He didn't leave us one dime to take a luxury trip, did he, Mamaw? Mamaw, Mamaw didn't run out and buy her a fleet of cars and a host of rental properties. Uh Uh-uh. Oh no, I could tell you some stories after all the dust settled. One day leaving Social Security office, my mother-in-law looked at me. She said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to kill him all over again. (laughs) We ain't got money. We ain't got houses and land. We ain't got a fleet of cars. But what you have sitting on these pews. There's children called to the ministry. There's children full of the Holy Ghost. There's a husband in heaven. I want to tell you. The promise. It endures. Hallelujah. Preston I can tell you. Morgan I can tell you. That one thing your pawpaw wants more than anything. I've heard it from his mouth. I see it in his heart. We've had many conversations in my office. I call it pre Sunday school counseling. We'll sit in there. And he said, what I want more than anything for my children and my grandchildren is right here. What's happening in this church? Morgan, you won't find it on a car lot. You won't find it in a store. You won't find it in a relationship. But you'll find it in the promise and the power of the Spirit. The same God that kept your papa is the same God, the same Spirit. That'll keep you because it's a promise that endures, it's eternal. You hear what I'm saying tonight, friends. I Want to be a blessing. I, I want my family taken care of. As a matter of fact, I'm more valuable dead than I am alive. I'll tell you that right now. Some nights I sleep with one eye open, especially if I made Sister Carolyn real angry over something, she might just say, I'm going to cash in on him, this joker, he's more valuable to me, gone, but I'm going to tell you something, I I believe take care of your family, do what you can, be smart, manage your money, take care of your finances, don't leave your family crippled with debt and all those kinds of things, that's just a little helpful hint from Heloise, right. some of you, you're too young to even remember that, there used to be an article like that, and some of you can't believe that I'm old enough to even know what it was. Just a little bit of practical financial advice right there for you. But I'm going to say this is that we get so bent. There's some of you men, you're working 80 plus hours a week. There's some of you ladies, you're working yourself to the bone. You might have a nice nest egg. You might have all of your ducks in a row. You might have everything paid off. All of that's wonderful and it's all good. But at the end of the day, if your children and grandchildren only gain the world but lose their soul, then what has it profited them? Oh, can I tell you, if you want to leave a legacy oh do more than sit down with your financial planner but get yourself in an altar get yourself full of the power of God walk in the spirit live in the spirit pass a legacy on to your children about a promise that will endure that'll help them stand the test of time so I'm gonna tell you something when the devil shows up to fight them they can't spend enough money to get him off their back They can't drive that car fast enough to get away from the devil. They're going to need a power that's working inside of them. They're going to need the promise abiding. The promise is eternal. The promise is enduring. The promise is endorsed. What do you mean by endorsed? It's got the stamp of approval. It has been been not only promised by the Father... We find in our text where Jesus said this, He said, "I'm going to pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter." Jesus knew the fact that he would have to go away, but he did not want his people. He did not want his church left comfortless. He wanted them endued with power from on high. You see, I want to reiterate again that the Holy Ghost is more than you and I speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost is more than you and I with a shout or a dance or a level of excitement. But the Holy Ghost, he will give you power. And I, I'm trying my best not to jump into other fields of what I'm going to be preaching later. But some things are going to overlap, so I'll apologize right now. You'll hear some... Some things again but I will say this the Holy Ghost he will lead you into all truth oh somebody shout all truth In a world of wickedness. In a world of opinion. In a world that even amongst popular Christian circles. There are things being endorsed and preached and said. That it is okay. Shiloh, you will hear a hundred things. From your friends, your constituents, your peers. About this is okay and that's okay. And you can do this and still make heaven. And you can be like that and still make heaven. Son, I want to tell you. Measure everything against the word of God. Pray for the promise. Desire to be spirit led in your life. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. I'm here to tell you I've been in some lonely places. I haven't been so old now that I forgot what it was to be a a teenage boy. I I haven't forgot what it was. when there was peer pressure to succumb to different things. But I'm glad to report to you the promise that was eternal. That has endured. And that is endorsed by the Father. It was enough to keep me And I know it'll keep you And I know it'll provide I know that he'll guide and lead In every situation Oh understand He wanted us to have The comforter To have the comfort The strength Amen That we might be sustained He said that he may abide with you Forever Hallelujah Hallelujah Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. What does that mean? Have we seen the Holy Ghost visibly? I have not seen him visibly with my eyes. I have experienced his touch. I have felt his power. I have been in awe of his presence when he would come into a room. The closest I've seen to him in visibility... Morgan is when I have seen young and old and altars broken and weeping before God. When I've seen him fill up and when I've seen him. Strengthen and empower when I've seen him save, when I've seen him at work, I have seen the hand of God. You and I have seen the hand of God like that. But he said the world cannot receive him because they cannot see him. This was dealing with the idea of unbelief. Christ was seen visibly. John said we handled the the, the, the word of life. We handled speaking of Christ. Said we handled him. We touched him. We sat under him, and we find the world rejected him the world hated him he said as a matter of fact because the world hated me they're going to hate you too he was speaking of the fact the world will not receive him because they will not believe on him there are some oh brother Marvin there's brother Marvin he was telling me uh, he was telling some of us in prayer meeting in the back he said that his mama and this was how many years ago you think that was brother Marvin Twenty, twenty-five years ago. When I, when I tell you this, I'm going to tell you that this attitude, this attitude has not entered Pentecostal churches overnight. The attitude of disbelief or dismissing the Spirit of God did not just happen in 2023 or go back, everybody blames 2020 for something. And it didn't just happen in 2020. Twenty to twenty-five years ago, Marvin said that his mama... Was in a church service, an Assembly of God church service. And said she was sitting there and she got to get a little bit happy. She was worshiping the Lord. She was speaking in tongues. She was exuberant in her worship. And 20 to 25 years ago, there was another lady sitting behind Sister Rich. And reached up behind her and tapped her on the back. And she said, Sister Rich, she said, you got to contain yourself. She said, we don't do that around here anymore. 20 to 25 years ago. It has crept into our churches. This lackadaisical. We want programs. We want structure. We don't want anything that convicts. We don't want anything that deals. We don't want anything that exposes. We don't want to let me let me just say this: that is why we find ourselves in, in the church age today. There's one or two tribes uh, that we find a lot of the church generation in. There are those that are strictly only, they're only after the media. They won't go into a church house, they will watch online. They'll listen to their favorite preachers on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. They're not accountable to a pastor. They're not in covenant with the church. They don't know what it is to support the work and the vision of a church. They don't know how to be engaged in the local mission and ministry of the church. And, and so they will find themselves detached. They'll sit on their couch in their jammies, eating their Fruit Loops, spewing out an amen here and again. You hear me? That's really what's going on. We have folks that their daily dose of religious activity is a little sermonette on an insta reel or whatever the case might be and then we find that there are those they will clamor, they will clamor for a large church, they'll clamor for a dark church, they'll clamor for a church full of programs and I'll tell you why and you'll say Brother Jake you just got something against big churches no I don't, I pray to God send them here, I'd love to have four, son- four services on a Sunday and we'll just preach the Holy Ghost over and over and over again we'll preach Pentecost over and over and over again I would love for this building to be packed out but I'll tell you what we're looking at there are people today they do not want the promise they do not want the Holy Ghost to be moving they want to seclude you in a room I just heard here two weeks ago sister Kelsey was talking about a church up in North Texas between here and China You know my statement, amen. Oh, between here and China and said that if there is somebody in that congregation and the Spirit of God moves on them, if they begin to speak in tongues, they will snatch them up and escort them to another room. If you have a message in tongues, you got to go find an elder, share that message with the elder. Then the elder goes and finds somebody else to verify it with and then maybe then the pastor might give permission for it to be said. I want to tell you the Holy Ghost, I'll say it right here and right now, is nowhere in the vicinity of mess like that. Nowhere in the vicinity. But we got people that are clamoring for such places because there is no accountability. You go to a place, you go to a place like that, you can miss 16 Sundays and nobody know it. You cannot go to an altar number 1. There's a lot of them that don't have an altar call anymore. But you could go and not attend a prayer meeting, not attend an altar call, not be in the sanctuary and they ain't ever going to miss you. I'm telling the truth. I do not have a vendetta. I'm not up here slamming and jamming on the heads of other places. But I'm telling you, this is the attitude of the modern day church. Hear me. Hard to hide in here. Got TV lights shining. I can't hide my bald spot. You see every bit of spit and sweat and everything else. We get up here, we pray with each other. We'll hold hands. We'll agree together. After church, somebody will actually shake your hand and hug your neck. And you wonder you wonder why. Come on here. Oh, and we'd run it at the risk that somebody might even get the same stomach virus I, you had. Come on here. We'll do that. Sister Laura... Pretty much knows the affairs of uh, the business of, of my daughter because my daughter and her daughters are friends, and Sister Morgan and and Ashlyn know each other's business because they're friends, and Sister Haley and them they know the business of this one and that one because they're friends, and your neighbor and your sister and you this one and that one you know the business. And some say, I just want to be somewhere where nobody knows my business. Well, guess what? Welcome to the family of God. <laughs> Welcome to some people that actually care about you. Welcome to some folks that actually pray for you. Welcome. I know they might get on your nerves. I know sometimes they might rub you the wrong way. Sometimes you're ready to kill your kids and their kids. But I'm here to tell you, we need one another. And we need to pray together, cry together, snot together, shout together. Because the promise is to your kids and mine. The is is for you and for you it is endorsed by the father so that we are not left without oh hear me we've reached a point in a place we want to dismiss it we want to discredit it and there are those that are of the opinion <coughs> that there are many things that they would see about this church watch us online and we are not proper we are not put together astute religious people do not act that way listen I'm not asking to attend your cemetery I mean seminary I didn't come to die and dry up, amen, on your blessed assurance. I want something that's alive and real. You know what Mama Rich told that lady? She looked at when that lady tapped on the back, she said, Well, you ain't connected to the same thing I'm connected to. She said, you go put your finger in a light socket. She said, honey, I'm going to tell you, something's going to happen to you. And she said, that's what happened to me when I tapped into the power of God. Said, something happened to me. Something happened to me. And I want to tell you tonight, it happened to you, and it's okay. You don't need the endorsement of the big church down the road. You don't need the endorsement of the Instagram preacher. You don't need the, let me say this, can we hit it a little bit closer to home? There's some of you, you got family, they think you're crazy. Some of you got family, think you're nuts. Some of you got family, they said, they will never darken the doors of Victory Temple. There's a bunch of yahoos over there. There's some of you, oh, there's some of you, you know how it is, before somebody comes and visits with you, you have a 10 minute TED talk in the parking lot to say here's what you might experience here's what might take place here's what you might see in here and you're halfway nervous because bringing them in of what might take place while they're here visiting but I want to tell you we are not going to apologize excuse away diminish or discredit the blessed third person of the Trinity oh we believe in the comforter And I don't have to have the permissions of those for the simple fact there is the endorsement of Christ himself. Christ said, I'm praying that you would experience this. I'm praying that you would have this. I'm praying. He said, I don't want to leave you comfortless. I will come to you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, John 14 and 26, whom the Father will send in my name. Says here's the endorsement. Well brother Jacob is the Holy Ghost. Is everything that we've been preaching. Is all that we've been doing. Is it of God? You read it right here. He said in my name. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. And I'm not going to get off on to that. That's going to be for the purpose of the spirit. When we get into that. But we're going to be talking about some of those things. John 16 and 7. Nevertheless I tell you. You the truth. Brother Michael, you can just hang your hat right there. Let me read it again. This is what Jesus said. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. We have the endorsement. The assemblies may not endorse all that would go on here. Churches down the street, like I said, your family, other prominent preachers and politicians and different ones in the greater metroplex of Beaumont might frown upon us. But I want to tell you something, Victory Temple. This building has been planted here on purpose. Brother Clendenin and believed and preached the message of the restoration of Pentecost. Brother Robert, Brother Charles and Jacob Smith. We are preaching the message of the restoration of Pentecost. I believe in Pentecostal power. I believe in the power of the Spirit. I believe the promise. It is eternal. It endures and it is endorsed. Don't you wait. You'll be waiting a long time. Don't hold your breath for somebody to applaud you, pat you on the back or give you permission. Somebody's got a problem with you. Somebody's got a problem with the spirit filled light. Somebody has a problem with what you stand for, what you believe in. What you will do or what you will not do. If somebody wants to express to you their problem, you just smile, you be gracious and you just let them know, I have an endorsement from heaven. I have an endorsement from heaven. There are some, some that maybe be even said in this building, you might do your dead level best to try to dismiss, get away from, shun think that what happens, they're just crazy, they're crazy, angst in your heart, I don't believe that, I don't believe it, it's okay, it's okay, because a man with experience is not held hostage to a man with an argument, a man or a woman, a church with experience, We are not held hostage to those that only have arguments. It's been endorsed. Sister Carolyn, if you'll come. With heads bowed all over this place. Can we just right there where we are, even with your heads bowed just in reverence to the Lord. Can we all over this house, those that would, would you just lift your hands to heaven right there. Come on, can we just right now begin to thank God? Would you right now, won't you right now begin to thank him for the promise? Why don't you right there where you are begin to say, Lord, I'm thankful this promise, it is eternal. It has endured. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, rabba do Come on, church. Would somebody just worship him tonight? Would somebody give him glory tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Unto you and your children, he will pour out of his spirit. He will lead you. He will guide you. There's a power that's in work inside of you, Anna, that hell would try to kill, hell would try to destroy. There's a power at work inside of you, Morgan, that the enemy wants to stifle. He wants to stunt. He wants you distracted. He wants you hurt and wounded. Oh, he wants to rob you of the joy of the Lord. Oh, but tonight, God, we thank you. We thank you for the promise, the promise that's eternal, the promise that endures, the promise that is endorsed. Oh, tonight we need you, Lord. We need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We need you, Holy Ghost. Tonight, tonight I'm not advocating for an altar service that's full of hype and excitement. We're swinging off chandeliers. Those times are wonderful. I love the excitement and exuberance that comes as we worship, as we feel the power of God. But tonight I'm making a plea. I'm making a plea that in your personal altar here tonight, as you seek the Lord, I've seen some of you in this service tonight as tears have fallen down your face. As I believe that the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, He's already been dealing. He's been challenging you. Oh, He's been stirring you. Oh, tonight that we make him the priority, that we make him the premier, the premier person oh, of what's going to take place in our lives. Oh, that we seek the leadership of the Holy Ghost, that we take comfort in him. Oh, I want to just say this with hearts, hearts tender, eyes closed, heads bowed. I want to tell, I just feel the Holy Ghost telling me to say this that, that you do not need a substance. You do not need a substance to bring you comfort, clarity, or peace of mind. You do not need a glass of wine. You don't you don't have to take a, a hit of anything. You don't have because that is just simply you have developed a habit. You have developed something to where you are hinging peace of mind and comfort upon some kind of substance. It is time for you to rest in the power of the comforter. Oh, why brother Jake? Why is it? Why why don't, why don't we? Because the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, He's what I need. He brings me clarity of mind. He leads me into truth. He speaks to me. He admonishes me and encourages me. Oh, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will navigate you through your emotions and your mind. The Holy Ghost will keep you. Oh, when fear tries to keep in, creep in. <speaking> in <Spanish language> My Come on, church. He's moving right now. Come on, church. Come on and pray. He's moving right now. He's speaking right now. I don't need more of stuff. I don't need more of things. I don't need more money. I don't need more of this. I don't need more of that. Church, I'm going to I know it sounds old fashioned, but what you need is more anointing. What you need is the power of the Spirit, what you need is to be full and filled. You don't have to have another friend. You ain't got to have another relationship. You ain't going to find it in another another boyfriend, girlfriend. You ain't going to find it in the things and the trappings of this world. But what I need is the power of God. Oh, that's it, church. If that's you, I just want you to find yourself a place. Bury yourself in the altar tonight. Bury yourself. Close yourself in that prayer closet, shut in with God, pray it on through, pray it on through to the Holy Ghost. Oh the Spirit of God which knows the mind of God, He will pray the will for will of God for you. He will intercede on your behalf Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Oh, invade the atmosphere of not only this house, but invade the atmosphere of our hearts, our homes. Oh, Ya Oh that's it. still away in him tonight. That's it. Lord, I need the promise, The promise that's eternal, The promise that endures, the promise that is endorsed. The promise he'll comfort you. The promise will keep you. The promise will lead you. The promise will guide you. The, the promise will convict you. Where my heart oh. and my shaming.